Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I don't... Did you murder my daughter? Did I stutter? Stutter, stutter? Did you murder my daughter? Coming to... Oh no, he murdered my daughter! Coming to America soon. Murder daughter. Daughter. Oh no, I knew her. She's murdered. That's so good. No, she's my granddaughter. What? How old are you? Pennsylvania 40. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, go and find it. Just type in SNL Mayor of Easttown and you'll find it. And enjoy and you're welcome. It's one of the funniest couple of minutes you'll see ever. Hi, welcome, welcome to, to Chick Street. Street. I'm Amy Potatoes. And this is Evie Jones Town. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> <sighs> well, 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 we're Happy out of, out of lock- lockdown. Are, are we just going to say the same <laughs> stuff all the time? <laughs> we can't half tell we've been in lockdown. Let's do that TikTok trend. Ready? Go. You just have to try and oh, say, say what I'm saying. saying as okay. You, you what am I saying? saying? You have, you to, have say to just say, say what I'm saying. saying. You, you do oh. it, I'll see if it's easy. <laughs> All right, you ready? Uh, yeah. Today on the Today pod- on you can't the pod- just repeat it. But that's what you do. You gotta I gotta do it as I mirror you. No. That's what it is. No. <laughs> Echo, you've got to try to talk with me at the same time. Did you hear yourself just then? You were just saying what I was saying. <laughs> One second after I said it. I can't. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not hard. That's, okay, go. That's Okay. Okay. No. No. I'm doing it as you right, do it. There must be a delay. Here we go. Today on the Today on the I don't know how else to do it. Right, you do it and I'll I'll go with you. Evie thinks that I don't know know what to say. See how the difference? You're just doing a delay, but you're you're not making any Maybe sense. In real, because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say either. But you're repeating it exactly after I've said it, not at the same. I'm just really good at it. <laughs> I think it's just the delay in, in our recordings is made. <laughs> it's anyway, not, you know what. We're going to do this in person and we're going to pop it up on our Instagram and then we we will see what the hell we were even trying to do in the first place because (laughs) everyone listening right now is going, what, you haven't explained the TikTok trend. No, You've just gone for it and you've gotten it really, really bad. Anyway. welcome. 
He, Tell us you've just come out of lock, two week lockdown without <laughs> telling us you've just come out two of week two lockdown. week lockdown. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, it's been it's been a, a been a big one. This one, I think, for everyone mm. I've spoken to, has not done well in number four. It's fatigued. You know, it gets you when you've yeah. had four lockdowns and no one else is in lockdown. That's the other thing. <laughs> The rest of the no. country is going out for dinner. It's not. We're definitely not in this together. We're definitely not. As much as. No. But anyway, we are out of lockdown and, and that's where we are and we like to live in the moment and we're going out tonight. Oh, gosh, we are again. We are. We're going. We're allowed out again. I was actually, I heard someone say that the the more exhausting thing is the threat of another lockdown. Yeah, I agree with that. Where our nervous systems are so now tuned in to thinking, but when's the next when one coming? When is it going to happen again? When it, When are we going to fuck up again yeah. and we're all going to be told to go back to our rooms? Yeah, exactly. And you know what's really frustrating is it's not, it, the last one wasn't our fuck up. It was it happened in another state and they got into our state and spread it really quickly and that's really frustrating. And then you read about a couple who left on the 1st of June in their car and travelled to Caloundra on the Sunshine Coast by the 5th of June and that just yeah. makes me angry. But I heard apparently they were moving house. Right. And so they they – were technically allowed, you were technically allowed to move. Yeah. So they were moving but they were moving interstate. They should have gotten an exemption, exemption yeah. to still be able to go but they weren't just going on a holiday. Right. They were actually moving Okay, state. so they were doing so the right Victoria, thing but they had the virus. Exactly, so they and they have, didn't know they did. They should have been tested. But they should have been tested yeah, before and, they went. And tested every day. Yeah, it's a shamozzle. The whole thing's anyway. a shamozzle. Anyway, I'm moving and Um, I've told you that. Everyone knows that I'm moving and I'm in the middle of that moving but I haven't moved and I I don't know what to pack and I I don't want to pack everything because I do have packers and then you start to feel packing guilt. Oh, have I, should I be packing? So I've made a little list for myself that I need to, you know, make sure that my medication and my, you know, things like intimates, make sure that that someone else doesn't have to pack that kind of thing and, um, yeah. Well, can I give you a tip? Yeah. Get get a box now or like a tub or something and just start putting that stuff in that tub. Yep. And it's your it's your just your throw-in tub yep. of things that you know you're gonna keep using and you'll pack at the very last minute. That's a good idea. And yep. it just starts to kind of become the thing. And then you so then you'll and then you know where they are if you try to look for yeah, them because they're a in the good bucket. Idea. That's a great idea. Um I do have a that I did that last time I moved because I was the same. I, and I, I like to get things organized. Yeah. That, and that's what's straight away me as well is that I can't get things organized wait. and yeah I have to mm. wait. Um that's the only annoying thing with moving, isn't it? It's, it's not like oh I've decided to move and I'm moving tomorrow. No, exactly. Which would You've freak me out even more. <laughs> Truth well, be told, that would be quite frightening. Careful. But yeah, it's um be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, what's your news? I've been watching a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Um 
Oh, where do we start? Okay, one thing I think we should talk about is the Sex and the City reboot. I did not know this was happening until this morning. I started seeing it all this morning as well. Right, so it's all. Shall I tell you, here's what we know? Yeah, here's here's what what we know. know. It's going to be called. Here's what we know. And just like that. Oh, and just like that, right, not here's what we know. Okay, yep, yep, here's what we know about just like that. Just like that. So it's going to follow Carrie, Charlotte and Miranda. Oh, Samantha no, is so dead. Samantha. Samantha has gotten her breast cancer came back. She didn't make it this time, Care. She didn't. Oh. I don't know why I went Pennsylvania, but that's where I'm. Maybe. Yeah. You, it's um, And it's them. It's going to be so good. It's them navigating love and friendship in their 50s. Yeah, that will be good. It better be good I, because it has the potential to be good. You know what? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know how, what's her name? Kim Cattrall publicly yeah. yelled at Sarah Jane, Sarah Jessica, you know, how yeah. she was like, we are not friends. Do not pretend, yes. you know, blah, 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 blah. So how do you think the the meeting went with the idea for the reboot? Do you, Who do you reckon said first, let's just kill her off? <laughs> well, I... Uh, she's stated she didn't want anything to do with it yeah. from the get-go. She has said that if it was ever going to happen that she, would ne- she, she wouldn't want to be involved. Yeah. So I think they knew that going into it. Yes. But then, they've pro- yeah, they've had to do then, write her in somehow. Yes, but then with, the, maybe- with the public meanie, mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. showdown, I just think that there would have been a moment in there that they've all kind of looked at Sarah Jessica and she's like done a, a cut her throat sign Let's kill, like she's humiliated me in public. She's gonna, no, she's gonna I be dead. I don't think there's bad blood. She's because Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker has outwardly also said that there's no yeah. hard feelings on her. Well, that's side. good. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's too much of a nice person, but what a shame. Yeah. She could have games, yeah, games of throne that. Okay, so here's what else we know. Okay. Um, they've started writing it and filming is set to begin in spring. Yeah. So in the, um, U.S. spring. So when is that? Autumn. That's like autumn. That's our, August. Yeah. No, August. August. September. September. Okay. Uh, guess who's back? Mr. Big. Jennifer Hudson. Oh. She's coming back. She's she's back from the film. Yeah. And so because, you know, we talked about her and we were like, what was her point of her storyline in the movie? Mm. Louise. Louise from, from Louisiana. Louise. No, St. Louise. St. Louis. Oh, uh, it's going to address the coronavirus pandemic. They're going to write that into the storyline, which is which is going to be interesting yeah, to see good. how they do that. Jared is not coming back. Who? Um, which is oh, Jared, Jared Smith, Smith, Jared, Smith, Jared. Sorry, Smith, Jared, 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 Smith, just Smith, hot guy, vodka, Smith. He's not coming back. Aiden's back. Yeah, good. Mr. Big's back. Of course. There is a new character called Sarah Ramirez. Sorry, that is her real name. She's starring as Shay Diaz, a non-binary queer stand-up comedian who hosts a podcast that Carrie frequently joins. Yep. Um, And then we've also got the return of Steve. Oh, good. Um, Harry is back. And then we've also got um, Anthony Marantino. <laughs> That's it, Anthony. 
I can't believe they ended up together. That was not a good ride. Yeah. So that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was so disappointed with that second last one. So um, I'm not holding hope. But I would like to be pleasantly surprised by it. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, that last one was so bad. It was just so incredibly bad. But you know what? They've had good riders before and they may have taken it all on and they're like, there is no way we're going to let that happen again. No way are we doing that to our fans again. So there's hope. There's always hope. What's it called again? I'm excited. And just like that. And just like that, Samantha had an orgasm all over 25 men. Do you want to hear my Samantha Jones? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't call it a job for nothing, honey. <laughs> I know. She's always talks like she's just yeah. 1950s. She like she's just get get me a gin. Yes, she's so she so Oof. does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just over dramatic. We may I not love miss her. I did see a photo of the three of them. Did you see Cynthia Nixon with her grey hair? She looks incredible. Incredible. She great. The other thing I've just uh, started watching again is Secret Life of Us <gasps> from the beginning. What year did that start? I don't know. Okay, good, good. Um, look that up. Look it up. Hey, Siri, what year did Secret Life of Us start? I don't really know. <laughs> Well, well, aren't you fucking what are dumb? You good for then, Siri? What the fucking you? What the fuck are you good for, you Irish? Why can't he just bastard? look it up? We're not asking him if he knows that, yeah. like off the top of his head. Like, we're not asking. Yeah, it's like you don't want to Google that, mate. Mate, isn't that his job? That's kind of his job. <laughs> um, I don't understand. Okay, I'm looking it up. What's it called again? <laughs> just joking. I'm just doing joking. it. I'm doing I'm it. Doing, okay, let's race. Secret. 2001. <laughs> okay, so it was just before I moved to Melbourne and it was right after the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and it was a good time. It was such a great show. Has it aged it was, well? It's I, the the script and the writing and the jokes and the you know the the voiceovers yeah. because um oh. the the Deborah Malman and um, Samuel uh, Johnson yeah. do the voiceovers and I mean they still have some really lovely poignant yeah um, reflections on life it was really beautiful that still translates. Um, Obviously, it's dated in terms of fashion and everything else, but that's all coming back Thin now. eyebrows. Yeah. I mean, that that fashion, like she, um, Alex, who's played by Claudia Carvan in the first episode, has a bit of a uh, blowout at the pub and she comes home and she's she's falls asleep in a hallway and there's a, a leather mule at the top of the stairs with a square heel, oh, which yeah. could... Basically, be found on any that's true fast fashion website at the moment. That's true. Um, that, so well, that's, that's great. Good fashion. That's not even fast fashion. A mule 
is very a leather mule. Yeah, but all the fast fashion people have picked it up and started well, running with it, true, like everything. True. But uh, no, it's really good, and I'm and I'm seeing because I live in Melbourne now. I'm I'm recognizing a lot of the places yeah. and I'm like oh there's Fitzroy Street oh there's a St Kilda Baths I know exactly where that yeah. is which I didn't have yeah well that when I've watched yeah. it the first time when I moved to Melbourne it was still going and it mm. was amazing to be living in St Kilda and going mm. and because you knew own I only knew St Kilda through that show so I yeah. was discovering the that things that I already great. knew about but I was like oh my yes. god here it is this is it yeah, and they're in the um, and also the old, you know, the old um, Espy yeah. before it had been renovated. The old Prince, yeah. they do a lot of filming in the old Prince, yeah, um, in the pool tables and and it's just yeah, it's great, it's really good. And you know the the technology, um, Deborah Mailman, you know, in her first scene drops her mobile phone and it's the size of a brick. Yeah. God, yeah. Which we all had, you know, with the plastic yeah. cover yes. over the top of it that had the, um, it even had clips that you would clip oh, yes. over and wrap your phone in the thing and with the plastic, clear plastic yes. over yes. the buttons. You didn't want to get and any water in it. It'd be No, God, no. And then she's um, walking around the streets of St Kilda with a newspaper that's been highlighted carrying a Melways. <sighs> wow, Melways. I wonder if anyone would even know how to use a Melways these days. Oh, they were good. You had to remember you had to go up to the end of the page and it was like, where do you go now? Yeah. You'd have to flick to page yeah. 75 from to, page three. Yeah, you, yeah you, it was a big map put into a book. So you had to yeah. you know, go to the edge of the map and find the next page that was accordingly. Most of it went mm. this way but. Going up, you were on a completely different page. Um, yeah. And when the very first time I went out with a very good friend of ours, Lisa Spunner, when yes. I rang her because we were paired up through our parents, which is hilarious, and both of us kind of did the rolling of our eyes, like, yes, I'll take her out, mum, dad, yes, I'll go out for a drink with her, geez, stop giving me her number, um, thinking the other one That's was kind of cute. Yeah, it was going to be such a bleh. Um, yeah. I rang her and she ended up living like two streets away from me in St Kilda and she said, well, I'm going down to, to Mornington Peninsula today to see my grandmother, but when I'm back, I'm going out for drinks. Do you want to join? I'm just meeting up with a girlfriend. We're going to the bowls club. So it's I had a bowls club. I had yes. my sink. <laughs> and that's it was exactly secret life of us. And then we ended up at the ESPY that night. Yeah. Like so yeah. it was just one of those quintessential secret awesome. life of us nights out that yes. we, you know, we're living. So, yeah, um, watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's starting from you can watch it from season one again and um, it's just a delight. It is. Okay. I might start watch. watching it as well. Um, yeah. What, what have you been watching and I've been watching doing? my Mr. Inbetween on Foxtel binge. So if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It's brilliant. Start at season one. It's up to season three. A very different season, this one. Um, written by the guy that stars in it, Scott Ryan, and Nash Edgerton directs and produces it. It's just a brilliant Australian show, you know, and it gives all the Australian actors jobs and you see all these nice little cameos. Um, it's it's funny. It's frightening. 
But, it's dark um, humour, isn't it? It's kind it's of very dark yeah. humour. Mm. Very. But it's a really interesting because it's about a hitman and he's just a normal bloke. <laughs> it's just it's so hard to reconcile that. But you watch it and you really like him. You just really yeah. like him. He's just a guy. And the third season is really different. It's a really different pace to the other two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really questioning whether he wants to do it anymore. You know, he's not getting any never has gotten any joy out of it. It's always just been for money, good money. And just the the loss of life that's so mm-hmm. easy. But they all live in the underworld. No, it's not an underworld thing, see. It's it's often the innocent people who mm. haven't paid their debt or, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it's not – anyway, it's fun. I'm going to give it another go. I, yeah, yeah I, I do think you should because it's a great series and – I just listened to an interview with him on TV Reload podcast by Benjamin Norris. It's a wonderful podcast, highly recommend it. Um, and the guy that has made it and his stars in it, he actually says at the end of the podcast, this was the best interview I've ever done. Oh, really? Because he asked really different questions. Like, you know, you, you do these presses and you get the same questions over mm. and over and over again. And as a um, producer or an actor, you would really be bored by that, wouldn't you? You'd be just like, oh, God, ask me something different. And Ben always asks really, you know, he really wants to get into the guts of people. And so I really like hearing that because I like the character and I really like the actor, but hes you've never seen him in anything. Mm -hmm. He's never done anything. And he's middle-aged and I'm not sure if he's hot or not, but I'm attracted (laughs) to him. And... I'm just like, where have you come from? So Ben Ben asking him a few questions about himself, it was really good. I was like, oh, huh, huh, I like that. Oh, so that's good. Watch the season series yeah. and then go and, you know, read some press or listen to that um, interview, which is brilliant, all that kind of stuff. Been watching my other – I'm still on Clarice, which is oh, on Stan, which is The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, but I'm up to episode nine, so Stick I need to it. know how it ends. Yeah. I have to know how it ends. Um, Handmaid's Tale, of course, is in its fourth season, episode nine as well, um, just came out on Thursday, and that's fucking hard, hard, hard to watch. Again, like Mr. Between, a completely different season, this one. We've, you know, they're out of Gilead, which was mm-hmm. something you never, ever thought was going to happen. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. Is this ever going to happen? And the one thing I found really interesting in hindsight watching it now was how you're seeing, you know, June, the protagonist, making phone calls with people who are still in Gilead, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, why, how is that allowed? Like, Why is she doing that? Well, you know, she, but the thing is it really made you realise how much of a bubble you as the viewer were in with June, that she was a handmaid. She didn't see phones or, you know, she was living in um, a world of pure service where she Mm -hmm. was being used as a vessel to make um, children and populate their, their popular, you know, their society. So seeing the 
Dem- oh, not Democrats. What are you? The diplomats talking to each other from Canada because it's a country now, mm. Gilead. You know, so mm-hmm. America is a country. Gilead's a country. Canada is a country, and it's just so weird because you—they're very clever with what they've done mm-hmm. with taking you on that journey with June. They've kept your eyes so covered or what's the, what's the things that horses have blinkers blinkers mm. yeah where you couldn't see anything else other than what the main character was seeing yeah wow okay so it's it's quite clever that that they've done that and i've i've just noticed that in the last um episode how easy they all talk to each other mm-hmm. it's like well she just didn't know that yeah right you and know, you didn't know you it could, and we don't know it and as i didn't you know it, you know i actually didn't even i think Gilead had phones no <laughs> And I've also started listening to a podcast, which you will be very glad to know. I am into podcasts now. Jesus, um, it's changed. Called, it's called The Eyes on Gilead. And it's the SBS have um, are doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, three women or four women who break down each episode. Yes. So that's a really great way of kind of listening. You're listening to these women. Like I guess people listen to us um, breaking things down and talking about things that you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the same way. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, speaking of listeners, Mm. we've had some lovely reviews. Haven't we? And I have just seen them and they just give you all the feels, don't they? Don't they? It's marvellous. I love reading them. They're so, it's so good. I'm so glad that we're, I'm glad that we're educating and entertaining people because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to we wanted to educate first and foremost because I think it's very important that we all learn and know more about female history because we don't know enough about it. But I'm glad we're also entertaining people. That's a bonus. It is, isn't it? It is. It was a lovely. Thank you to whoever made those um, reviews. Yeah. They are highly appreciated and yeah. Um, they did make us feel quite lovely and happy about what we do. Following up also from last week's episode, Lucille Ball, who I've just not been able to stop thinking about, they are making a movie about her life. Oh, fantastic. And there's someone big, I can't think of who it is now, and I'm not going to Google it because I won't find it. I'm having one of those days. But someone big is playing her. Right. And it's not Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and Siri (laughs) wouldn't know because, I mean, how how would Siri know that? Because... I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know how Siri, Siri would find out. Who's playing Lucille Ball in the movie about her life? Sorry, I can't search what something is about, but I can search by title, actors or directors and categories like horror or action. You just well, got, that's very specific. You just got told. Jeez Louise, like, just can say just, no again. Yeah, can you search it? Buy can, me a drink. Can Jesus. you sort your, your search habits out next time you ask me? God, I'm sitting here. Just having a cup of tea and Evie's called me again with a bloody stupid question. <laughs> He's talking to the other series going, am I right, Am guys? I right? Am I right? Am I, I'm just over these dumb humans who don't know how to word their questions. Yeah, yeah. They think I'm just a search engine. <laughs> That's all they think I am. I'm more than that. I'm more, and I'll let them know I'm more than that. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. It's very passive aggressive. So anyway, I can't wait for the movie because that mm. that um, episode last week we did about Lucille Ball mm. was 
wonderful and made me, I haven't been able to stop thinking about how a woman mm-hmm. got her own TV show and had an interracial relationship. And was pregnant. In the 50s. Oh, and pregnant. I forgot about that. Yeah. In the 50s. I know. In the 1950s. What did she know? What did she have on executives mm. that she could convince them to give her her own TV show, be pregnant and have her mm. Cuban husband also in but not be the star of the show? That's sad that she that that's why you think that's why she she oh you know so sad yeah absolutely but do you not think that that may have been uh, look re- probably who knows but I mean it makes us the fact that we even have to wonder about that and think what did she know like what did she have over them mm. to con- mm. you know like you said to convince them you know it, it surely just couldn't have been mm. her talent and um, no you know. <laughs> Couldn't have just been her talent. Couldn't have just been her talent. Even today, yeah. still, we can't just go on on the talent on merit. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, which we know you probably are, let's face it, um, can you do us a favour and subscribe, mm. review us? Mm. What else, Evie? Give us five stars. Oh, five stars, please. Thank you. Follow us on the Instagrams as well because. Um, when we remember, we do put updates there. We do. Chick Street as underscore well. podcast. That's it. And um, if you want to email us, you can. Mychickstreet at gmail.com. The end. I know it's my turn to go this week, but yeah. I also double, have. Double park, are you? I'm going to double down on today's episode. Double park. She's double parked. Double parking one. with a chick in the now because I watched a, uh, a documentary last night. And yeah. I vaguely remember hearing the story about this girl, um, possibly on a podcast, one of the podcasts, the My Favorite Murder podcast, I'm, I think, or something, one of those. Because yeah. I mean, even though it is called My Favorite Murder, that murder, they do also do stories about survival and and victims who have escaped. Um, oh, okay. And there's so a it's show. Not always just about the dead people. No, that's right. Um, there's a show. Currently on Netflix, uh, it, it's a documentary movie uh, called mm-hmm. Believe Me, and right, it is about. Have you watched it? Yes, I watched it last night. Is it is it worth watching? It is unbelievable. It is a true story about the abduction of Lisa McVeigh. So Lisa McVeigh is going to be my chick in the now, and I'm not going to give away too much of the story, but basically. She's abducted. She's a 17-year-old. She's living in in a really bad situation with a neglectful grandmother and her grandmother's um, boyfriend who sexually assaults her quite often. Oh, God. It's in Tampa in Florida. She's working in a donut shop. She's coming home from the donut shop after her shift one early one morning, 2 a.m. in the morning, and she's abducted by um, a kidnapped by a a man. She's taken back to his, um, you know, unit. She's repeatedly raped and um, he eventually lets her go. Clearly. He just lets her go. Well, yeah. So there's a, okay. so, so there's m- so much more yeah, to this story, to but, yeah. um, and then what happens afterwards, you know, in, in, yeah. in the yeah. whole, in the bigger picture of this guy and who he is. But um, okay. she is, remarkable she 
she does things like um, she realises quite quite soon that she has to start taking in her environment. So she starts, she counts the stairs, how many stairs she goes up. Right. She looks, she says the carpet's green. She notices what hand, if he's right-handed or left-handed. She knows he's, because yep. she's got a blindfold on, so she can only see at the bottom oh, okay. of okay. the thing. And so she um, she tricks him into saying that, well, maybe I could be your girlfriend. She says, can you please untie me? I want to I touch your hair. So yep, she yep. caresses his face so she learns what yes. his face is like. She's smart. By the, you know, the hair on his face. So they're able to get an identikit made of him. Um, she puts her fingerprints over all the mirror in the bathroom. She she yep. goes and puts her fingerprints everywhere. Puts her DNA everywhere. She takes a hairpin out, pulls out her hair yep. and leaves it. Yep. It's just she is remarkable. She's smart. She's like you. Oh. If you got abducted, you'd know what to do. Well, wouldn't you? Well, that's it. And and the whole thing around it is that the none of the detectives believe her. There's a male detective and then two female detectives that come in and Are they Are you allowed think, to say why? Because the, I saw the the promo and I mean the the yeah a trailer for it and I was like why why choose that immediately is the, is that that they don't believe her yeah um, because they because the grandmother and the mother also she's just quite estranged from her mother they say that she's an unruly teenager and she's just run away and she's made up the whole story so they they say that she's doing it to get attention um, so that's informing what the police are thinking and then the police mm-hmm. start thinking well she's so disengaged emotionally from what's happened to her because she's so she's so pedantic about the details that they're like well she's making this up like she's seen too many right. um documentaries you know yeah. and the the de- female detective says to her um so you watch a lot of true crime then do you you know lot to mm. watch a lot of tv and she's like mm. why are you asking me that mm. and um but then finally this m- male police officer detective comes in and he says she's not lying she knows way too much the details that she knows are are way and he's the only one that believes her and then he still says to this day they're um you know they're really good friends she's now a uh a a deputy sheriff is she and she um he still says that he he she is his hero that he's, you know, wow. this this young, yeah. amazing, brave, intelligent Moment. girl. Yeah. Um, so watch it. It's really, really good. So our chick in the now is Lisa McVeigh. Okay. Well, I'm going to go and watch that. Is it a series or a documentary? Documentary. It's just like an okay. hour and 20, hour and 15 okay, maybe. It's that. really, yeah, quick one. Clap, 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 clap. Pop your claps in there, Samantha. Pop it in. So today I'm, uh, I've got a short one because um, I couldn't find a lot about this woman, unfortunately. Oh. I couldn't find out a lot about her life. But mm. absolutely um, amazing what she achieved and I think it's an invention and something that we use every day, especially if you're living in an apartment building, um, that you just would not have thought that was invented by a lady. Is it a clothes horse? No, it's not. We've done that before. I know. I was going to say, we've done that before. (laughs) 
You're her. too intelligent for me. I see it. It's new. It's someone new. So, okay. So, Marie Van Britten Brown. Marie Van Vitten Britten Brown. Marie Van Britten Brown. Marie Van Britten, Marie Van Britten, Marie Van Britten Britten Brown. Yeehaw! That's it. That is it. If there was a musical about her, that would be the opening song. She was born uh, on October 30, 1922, in Jamaica, Queens, New York. Not to be confused with Jamaica in the Caribbean or the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean? We say Caribbean in this country, Mm. but I like to say Caribbean sometimes just to annoy people. Yeah, and it sounds a little bit bit more exotic, doesn't it? Caribbean. 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 Do it. Tell the listeners what that is. I've done it before, but if you're new to the podcast, that's how you can do a Jamaican accent. You say beer can. Um, and it sounds and like you're saying, you're saying you're having for breakfast. What are you having with your eggs? Oh, beer can. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if that's but appropriate. but Jamaica, Queens would be quite a different accent. Yeah. Queens, so. New York, right? Queens, New York. New York. Can I just get an amen? Amen. Uh, yeah. yeah, so she was born. So that is Queens obviously at the time was um, very heavily uh, African-American um, mm-hmm. neighbourhoods. So she was born to African-American parents. There's not much information about her childhood other than she did follow in her mother's footsteps and she became a nurse. Um, and because she was a nurse, she worked funny hours like shift work and, you know, irregular hours. She was married to a guy called Albert Brown and he was an electrician and he also had an odd working schedule. Um, so he would be called out on jobs at night and um, so they were kind of like ships in the night passing each other a lot and it meant that she spent many hours alone at home at odd hours of the day or night. So she could be home all day while her, while her husband was out working and then, um, you know, or vice versa, she could be home all night on her own. Crime rate in their neighbourhood uh, in Queens was rising and um, the and it had jumped nearly 32% from 1960 to 1965. Uh, and it was also known that the police police's response time in the neighbourhood was notoriously slow. So because of this, uh, Marie was growing more and more concerned about her safety in the home. So while she was home, she was feeling quite vulnerable. And one thing that really bothered her was having to answer the door to identify a visitor. And this made her feel really unsafe and not knowing who was on the other side of the door um, was something that she, you know, she was always really scared to uh, to answer the door. So she got to work. She can see. Can I guess? Yeah. It's either a manhole, no, a peephole. Or one of those locks where you open the door, but the door's still locked. You haven't given her enough credit, Evie Jones. What? It's something else. <laughs> she conceived an idea for a contraption that would easily identify who was at her door without actually having to answer the door. She started her invention by thinking up the idea to create four peepholes in the door. So, yes, what you said, peepholes. She created four peepholes in the door. She enlisted the help of her electrician husband, 
to set up a camera that could adjust from peephole to peephole to allow people inside the house to look outside to see who was there. The camera would move up and down to take views through the four holes. The top spot would reveal the identity of a tall person. The lowest one would show if a child was at the door and the other peepholes would capture any person between these two heights. God, I was going to say that, but I thought it's too early. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, right? So she really wanted to be able to see who was on the other side, right, from any room in her house. So she decided that a wireless television system would work best. So to do this, she used a radio-controlled wireless system that could stream the video of the cameras of who was at her front door to any television in her house. Along with the video system, she created a two-way microphone system that would allow for communication between the family and the person at the door. But Marie wasn't finished there. She knew that the two-way microphone and the camera were a really good way to identify who was at the door, but she was still concerned about what she could do if there was a real threat or a danger. So she got to thinking about a device that could easily alert someone if she was in danger. She came up with the idea of a button that could be pushed that would sound an alarm to signal a security firm or a neighbourhood watchman or um, could alert a nearby neighbour. If, however, the person was a friend, a button could be pushed that would unlock the door remotely so that the visitor could come in. So next time, if you live in an apartment or you go and you I have one press of those your things buzzer. At my house. Uh-huh. I have one of those things here. It doesn't work, but yeah. I have one of those things. Yeah. I can see the person yes. and I can let them in. Yes, yes. So the next time. And I can talk to them through it, but it doesn't work. Oh, my God. That was invented by a woman? You can thank Marie for that invention. Marie Van Britten Brown. In an interview with the Times, Mrs. Brown pointed out that uh, with her system, a woman alone could set off an alarm immediately by pressing a button. Or if the system were installed in a doctor's office, for example, it might prevent holdups by drug addicts. The patent application was filed on August the 1st, 1966. Wow. With her name on it? under the name of Marie Van Britten Brown and Albert L. Brown, citing Marie as the lead inventor. In the mid-1960s, no one was creating home surveillance systems, clearly. Uh, Mm. So Marie was able to apply for the patent on what would truly be a first. It was approved three years later. Um, She knew that her idea would be difficult to sell to home builders because of the cost of implementation. So Marie asked her husband to install her own invention in their home so that it would spark the interest of other builders. And we'll put up on the Instagram, but you can see her drawings and her early drawings. Mm -hmm. And she's got, you know, the cameras and the buttons and all of the um, electrics that are connected. And she's the person's lying in their bed, like in their bedroom with a little TV next to their bed, um, making it really convenient to be able to see who's at the door. Like you could even be lying in your bed. (laughs) So unfortunately, um, sparking the interest of home builders would never happen. Many thought her invention was way ahead of its time. And although the system was originally intended for domestic use, Many businesses began to adopt the system um, given it was so effective instead. Uh, In a column in the New York Times in December 1969, uh, 
The reporter stated, the patent drawings show a receiver resembling a small bedside television set with a screen displaying a video picture of the visitor. A microphone and speaker permit voice communication with the person at the door and then one button can sound an alarm, another can open the door if the resident determines that a safe course of action. Marie Van Britten Brown's invention was essentially the first closed circuit television security system and is the predecessor to modern home security systems today. It was the foundation for video monitoring, remote controlled door locks, push button Mm -hmm. alarm triggers, instant Mm -hmm. messaging to security providers and police, as well as two way voice communication. Her invention has led to the creation of many new home security systems that rely on video systems, um, remote door locks, quick emergency response. These systems have become the leading security for homes and small businesses all over the world. Uh, Her device also led to the more prevalent CCCTV surveillance in public areas. Her invention has been cited in at least 32 other patent applications. <sighs> the Never first, heard of it before. Yep. The first CCC TV to residential consumers wasn't introduced until 2005. Um, so sadly, Marie never saw her vision realised. She died in Queens in 1999 at the age of 76. So as tech becomes cheaper and smarter, home security has grown to a $4.8 billion business in America alone and is expected to triple by 2024. Marie unfortunately didn't make any profit from her invention. As a black woman, it would have been very difficult to sell an idea into what was a totally male business world. As a result of the innovation of a security system, she received an award from the National Science Committee, officially making her part of an elite group of African-American inventors and scientists. Mm. And that is the story of Marie Van Britten Brown. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. So every single time now you go up to someone's house and you press their button, their buzzer, Mm -hmm. and you say, say, hi. Give Marie a little Marie. Yeah, yeah. Marie, Marie. Wow. (laughs) You're really thinking about this one, aren't you? Yeah, I really am. I'm just thinking about how I remember it seeing that kind of thing for the first time in new apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a, you know, it was such a, you had money. You knew they had money. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you go, I was just at someone's, Bazaar the other day, mm. and you know when they're in their side, mm-hmm. how you come up like this weird grey yeah. thing, and then you all of a sudden you're seen, yes. but your face is really warped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it and it's just always looks kind of I don't mm. know, like what's the word? Like there's something, some shit's about to go down. Like you're about to steal, yes. kick in someone's yes. letterbox or something. <laughs> yes, and. Yeah, and it makes it, every time I go to those um, buzzers, mm, I think mm. um, how I remember seeing it for the first. I don't remember actually the specific seeing it for the first time, but I remember the feeling going, oh, "Wow, it's just these people future. are rich." <laughs> yeah, they're rich, and aren't yeah. they in a fancy building? Yeah. So she Imagine came up with that in '66, mm. 1966. 
Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's such a shame there's not footage of it because she had cameras. True. You know, that there isn't more, it's not wide, more widely known. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But mm. I do have to say, you know, if you do Google who invented the home security system, she she comes up. It's the first right. she's been absolutely recognised. There's no Lizzie McGee. There's none yeah. of that. And there's even not, even though her husband did, you know, built it for her, like built the prototype because he was an electrician, um, he doesn't really get, you know, a massive mention. You know, it was her mm. invention, it was her idea, and she just enlisted yeah. him to help her put it together. She knew exactly in her head what she wanted, what she wanted. and how she yep. could solve the problem. And yep. and which most scientists, I mean, um, inventors, inventors yeah. do. No, that's they it. They know exactly what they want. They go and they get just a need help to do it. Prototype, men or women, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So wow, we salute Ooh, you. That was a. Salute. Yeah, we salute you. Salute. We salute you. We salute Marie. you, Marie. <laughs> Marie, we salute you. You are a great chick in history. Look at you. You've got to the end. So if you're still listening, I'm just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course, Annie Potatoes. But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast. And you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.